a guided heart. At Newman Night this past Thursday, we had three married couples up here, and one of them, as promised, brought a baby. And the baby was in the back being watched, and in the middle of talking, the, the dad's talking, and in the middle of talking, he goes, I hear my baby. <laughs> and, and then he kind of listens, and then he keeps on talking, and then gives the mic to his wife, and, and she's talking a little later, and, and then she says, I hear my baby. And without missing a beat, the husband jumps up and runs to the back room to get his nine-month-old. And for me, that was one of the most beautiful parts of the whole night, that nobody told him what to do. Nobody said, you're supposed to go and you know, get the child. Or like the wife didn't say, honey, you need to go get our daughter. But he was moved from his heart. He didn't, he didn't need a rule or a law or something to tell him what to do, but he was moved out of love to do what was good for himself and for others. God wants to move not our behavior, but our hearts. To move in a way that's in accord with his love and goodness. Jesus today reveals how God doesn't just want people to, or want people to follow rules, but he wants hearts united to his. That, that laws are meant to kind of put up boundaries for a way to live that's best for us. But for me, I think of, I think of like commandments, laws, that kind of stuff that God gives us. It's, it's like the, the guardrails on the I-17 that that they're there to kind of show you the edges. And thankfully, I don't need guardrails very often. Um, that, that I am moved within that, and by staying within those limits, I'm actually able to be happy and get to where I want to go. Does that make sense? Some people have this viewpoint, you know, because there's all these, you know, Jesus is going through the, the Sermon on the Mount, and there's, it's pretty long, and there's a lot of things in, that Jesus calls for us to do. And some people out there might say, well, Jesus, Jesus says you're supposed to love everybody, and, lo and Jesus loves everybody no matter what. And that's true. God loves people as they are. But Jesus doesn't say, and so go do whatever you want because it doesn't matter. Just like a parent doesn't say, go do whatever you want because it doesn't matter. Because it does matter. So a parent gives their child guidelines and rules because it's what's best for their happiness. I think of, you know, my mom, I remember getting my hand slapped as a kid because I got too close to the stove. And I was like, ow, oh, why is my mom so mean? It's like, no, my mom is trying to protect my hand. And now that I'm older, I don't need a rule that says don't touch a hot stove. Like, I am moved from within, you know? Like, I. <laughs> and so it might start as like this exterior, exterior law and rule, but it's meant to form our hearts. Like, when you're a kid and um, you get your mouth washed out for lying with soap, Maybe that didn't happen to you, but 
I got it enough for all of us. So, that <laughs> our talking back, you know, that, but the point is, like, I, that formation helped me to get to a place where then I have no desire to lie. I have no desire to talk back or to cuss or something like that. That, that it worked to form me and my heart, when now my heart can be free to live in a way that's good and I don't have to worry about who did I lie to or who did I say that in front of or whatever, that there's freedom there. And so that's, that's what parents, and, and when a child eventually realizes, wait, my parents are doing this because they love me and want be- they want what's best for me, that, that, that suddenly they, they, can, they can run in that direction and not like, I don't know, fight their parents at every turn, but, but trust them. And so Jesus is inviting us to let the law move deeper within us to form our hearts. So he gives us a few examples I've pulled out. Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so Jesus, contrary to what some people think, Jesus doesn't go super easy on us. Jesus actually wants more for us. Jesus wants the law of God to penetrate our hearts and to, and to move our hearts from within. He, he wants our hearts to be conformed to his. And so the Christian life is about learning to love as God loves. And so God gives his commandments to say, this is, this is how I love, and I invite you to do the same. And what's beautiful is as we love as God loves, The Beatitudes, which we read two weeks ago, says this, Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. That the more my heart is united to God's heart and loving what he loves and living as he calls me to live, will actually see God more. Jesus goes on to say, you've heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Like, I don't, I don't need a law. I don't need a rule not to kill someone. Now, sometimes people will say that. Like, oh, why do I need to go to confession? I haven't killed anybody. I was like, well, that's a good start. Um, <laughs> but, but if in my heart I'm resentful, and gossiping about my roommate because they didn't do their dishes again. Whose peace is being stolen but my own? That, that that gossip, that that resentment, it's not doing anybody any good. It's actually stealing the happiness of my heart. So, so when God says, you know, don't gossip and don't hold resentment, don't hold anger, it's actually meant to be a gift to us so that we can walk in his peace. And so the, the law is meant to get our attention. I think as, as Americans, we don't like laws. You know, we don't like rules. Um, I've met quite a few students who have tried to convince me to become a libertarian, you know. That, but the problem is we're broken people. That the effects of original sin are my intellect is darkened. So when I see something, I may not be seeing it clearly. And the problem is, I don't know when I'm seeing it clearly or not clearly. Because of original sin, my my passions become disordered. I want things that aren't good for me. I think they're good for me, at least in the moment. 
And the third is my will, my ability to choose what's good is weakened. And I see the good, I'm like, yeah, I should get up when my alarm goes off and pray and go to the gym, but yeah. Right? And so we feel the effects of original sin. So I actually need formation. I need guidance. And God's law is meant to help me to see what's good for me, even when my will would rather, I, I wish that it was something different. So here's an example. For college students, I know this challenges a lot of college students, not all college students, but some, is drinking. And people will say to me, well, Father, you know, if I was in Germany, you know, I could drink at age 16, and if I was with my parents, I could drink at 14. I'm like, so go buy a passport and find German parents. I, I mean, like... <laughs> but what, what happens when I, when I align my heart with the law? I mean, it... It can be hard, I know, when, when our, our peers are pressuring us. It's so funny. I remember, I remember one time at a party and someone's like, hey, why aren't you drinking, Lowry? And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I should be able to drink whatever I want. And they're like, yeah. I was like, so I'm going to drink this. And they're like, no. <laughs> Total contradiction, right? But what, but, but what happens if I choose, if I choose to wait till I'm 21? Uh, I'll likely save a lot of money. Um, I'll be protected from making more bad choices. And, and one day when I do drink, I'm actually, maybe I'll enjoy it and I'll be older and more mature and not worried about getting in trouble or dealing with the effect. What often goes with drinking is lying, like inherently. And so when I, when I, the more I drink, the probably the more I'm lying, whether to my parents or to other people and that kind of stuff. But when I don't do that, when I say, you know what, it's not worth it, that there's an incredible freedom that says, I'm not going to get involved in those, those games. And, and another thing for myself, I just saw, I was just around too many other people who were drinking, doing dumb things. And I'm like, this is not fun. I don't enjoy watching people hurt themselves. And so I'm going to go do something else where I actually enjoy myself and can actually enjoy life to the full and not need a substance to, to find joy in life. And when what happens if we, if we choose to live that way, that along the way, what have I gained? Not just more money or whatever and less, less uh, scars, but, but I've learned self-discipline. I've learned courage to be able to stand up to pressures perhaps around me. That, that the law actually became a training opportunity that the law trained me in ways that were good for me. It was like a, a training even in integrity. Which the last one of the last things Jesus says today was, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. That when the law has penetrated inside, that when I say yes exteriorly, it means yes interiorly. When I say no, it's no. It's I'm one person integrated of one heart. And that's something that I think I, I see a lot of students struggle with is, how do we feel? It's like I'm one person in one area of my life, and I'm another person in another area of my life. And that division destroys us. And, and let me just say that, that all of us perhaps have that in some way, but true peace and harmony comes when I become the same person 
all the time. That my heart is conformed with what I believe and what I say and what I think about. And, and that process, it's going to take the rest of our life, but it, it starts with first knowing what is good, knowing the laws, the commandments, and, and then trying to understand them and live in accord with them and let them mold us, like almost willing it, choosing it, until we can come to love it. But when I love the law, then I can be moved from within. And, and then... When my yes means yes and my no means no, when I, if you stand there on your wedding day and you say, I do, that I'll be faithful till death, that we can trust that. All week, if you, if you had a chance to go through, to daily mass this week, we've been walking through Genesis. And, and it was so beautiful to see the original innocence and holiness of man with God. But then sin entered the world. And... It's interesting, if you, Protestant perspective is that the original sin was disobedience. But when you read the Catholic Catechism, the, the church has helped us to understand that the original sin was not disobedience. It was allowing the trust in God to die within our hearts, which led to sin. That, it, that before we sin, there's, there's, there's a, a letting go of a trust and God wants our hearts to be trusting in him and following him, not for his sake, but for ours. And as I, as I love what he loves and I conform my heart to his heart, what, what happens then, and, and when I choose to follow his laws and in, accept his grace, that, that the damage done from original sin begins to be healed. That his grace begins to mold my heart where then I can trust him again. That I can trust in his commands even when I don't understand them. That I can trust that he wants what's good for me even when I don't see it. You know, that's why Adam and Eve, the, the devil twisted their thinking to say, did God really say that? Does God really want you to be happy? And, and I think if we think about a lot of sin, think about it that way. I don't want to do it this way because I'm not going to be happy. I'll be happier if I do it this way. And God's saying, do you trust me? Do you trust that you'll be happier doing it my way? And, and the more I, I, I trust that, that, that the damage from original sin, it be, begins to be healed. And, and that trust is something really beautiful. Two weeks ago, I, I helped with a engaged couple retreat. And... And so at the beginning of the day, you might imagine the couples are showing up and they're thinking about, okay, this is going to be a whole day about what we're supposed to do and not do with our sexuality and marriage. Okay, just lay it on us, all right. But the way the days is, is put out there is it's really a proposal and it explains why does the church teach what she teaches about sexuality and marriage. And you just see like the scales fall from people's eyes throughout the day when they're like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. That if that's what, God, what God's love is, and we're trying to live that way, it makes sense that I obviously wouldn't be unfaithful, and that God's love is life-giving, and, and all these things. And you see like the eyes just being opened. And 
towards the end of the day, this couple said, hey, can we talk to you, Father Matt? So I said, yeah, sure. I, actually, at first I thought they were going to confession, and so I was like, we typically do that one at a time, but, uh, and then they're like, no, 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 we, we both want to talk to you. So they sat down, and um, I said, well, what's going on? And they said, we just want a straight answer out of you. They said, um, so we're married civilly, we've got several kids, and we're working towards our sacramental marriage, and we just want to know, like, do we have to, like, abstain from sex, like, while we wait? And I was like, well, yes. And in the course of our conversation, both of them are crying, and I'm feeling like the bad guy. I'm like, that, that's probably really hard because you've already, like, opened that door, and it's hard to close that door. And, and in the end, the, the guy said, no, Father, we trust God, and we want to do it right. And so if this is what God wants, then we want it too. I, I was like so touched by their faith and their willingness to do something really difficult. Not because they wanted to, but, but they were willing to trust that if they follow God's laws, it would actually be the, ha- it would be the best for them. They'd be the happiest. And then realistically, he said, and Father, we're going to get married as soon as possible. <laughs> a heart in accord with God's law is a free and happy heart.